Now, when you think about all the reasons why people cheat, sex, of course, usually lands uh, at the very top of the list. Uh, if a person uh, is being unfaithful behind their partner's back and hooking up with someone else, we tend to assume that the main reason must be physical satisfaction or the thrill of having sex with a new set of naughty bits. Uh, But actually experts say that sex and physical attraction aren't the only reasons why people have affairs. Cheating is often apparently about so much more than sex. So for our regular Wednesday night slot, Ask Dr Josh, we're asking US behavioural scientist and psychologist Dr Josh Claypow, is cheating always about sex and we'd love to hear from you tonight what do you think are you someone who's been unfaithful what factors led you to cheating on your partner did you need an ego boost were you looking to have your emotional needs stroked or was it just about sex or perhaps uh, you were on the other end perhaps you were the uh, the partner of somebody uh, who cheated give me a call 021 446 uh, a non-judgmental and safe space and no need for you to uh, give your real name if you don't want to uh, the sms line 315 and the WhatsApp 072-567-1567. You can also get to us on Twitter where we are uh, at Cape Talk and uh, at This Is SJ King and also um, at Dr. Josh K. I think let's go to him. (laughs) Dr. Josh, hello. Hello, Sarah Jane. How are you? I'm fantastic. Remind me of your Twitter handle, sir. that was correct, at Dr. Josh K. There we go. Marvellous. Okay, good stuff. So, cheating. Hmm. Often mm. the, uh, the element in the room. Why do we assume that cheating is always primarily about sex? Um, so, you, uh, you know, as a psychologist, always, always tells you that it's got to be something else. It's not ever always. Um, the, the act of cheating very often involves physical intimacy, although with the advent of social media, we're seeing what, you know, are called online affairs, um, and there is debate about whether that is, quote, cheating or not. In my book, Betrayal is Betrayal, whether there's physical touching or, or not, but very often it's about sex and a whole lot of other things. So, I don't want to say it's never about sex, and I don't even want to say that when the other emotional pieces are there that sex has nothing to do with it. Otherwise, people wouldn't be engaging. But it's this, it's this web of what drives them to the sex, what they're there for, what they think they're there for, and what they're getting out of it. And there's a lot of reasons that have a lot more to do than just physical gratification. Do you think that some personality types are more likely to cheat than others, or is it not that simple? Oh, no, yes. The personality types definitely can drive the tendency to cheat. So think about it. I always think about really two buckets of personality types um, who, who are more likely to cheat. One, the the more typical sort of narcissistic uh, type. I want to be careful. It's not narcissistic personality, Mm. but the more narcissistic type. It's about me. Um, It's my needs. It's it's what I think and as I see the world uh, and other things sort of fall to the background. That's one group, and I, I go after what I need. The second group is the extremely, and this may sound counterintuitive, the extremely avoidant the ones who are who may be very sensitive, very meek, avoid conflict like crazy, 
And on the surface, you wouldn't think they would cheat. They may be looking like the most devoted person, but they're so afraid of conflict that they seek their needs someplace else rather than head conflict off. Those are the two big buckets of personality types. There's a lot in between as well. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. So what are the other reasons that people may cheat? Where do we start? Well, you know, the conflict one, particularly in a, if you're in a long-term committed relationship, married, unmarried, long-term committed relationship, so often, Sarah Jane, we hate conflict. We don't, we don't want to deal with it. It makes us feel uncomfortable. Um, it makes us feel bad. And frankly, as problems in the relationship build and conflict builds, very often what ends up happening is one or the other party sees the, the, sees the opportunity to cheat as a way to feel better on the one hand and not have to deal with the conflict in the relationship, not have to deal with the problems, not ask the questions about, I don't feel supported by you. Our intimate relationship is not what I needed to be, those kinds of things. So number one, it's a way to avoid direct conflict. Number two, the other one you see very often is, and it's related to conflict, but it's the kind of the, the, the chicken way out. <laughs> I hate to say it. Mm. It's, and sometimes it's, it's an unconscious way of saying, I'm done with this relationship. It's a way to say, it's over, but I don't want to tell you it's over, so I'm going to do something that's going to cause a, either a problem or I'm going to do something that's going to take me away from you so I don't have to deal with the fact that it's over. Those are two of them. See, that is, that's, my, that's where my issue with, with cheating comes in, is that to me it seems like a coward's way out. And, and I'm not someone that's ever uh, cheated, certainly not physically, but I think this comes to, an, to, to another point of when you get into a relationship, is it not important that you both sort of sit down and say, this is what my, these are what my expectations are in a relationship and this is what I consider to be cheating because what I find to be cheating or believe to be cheating might not necessarily be what my partner thinks is cheating. Yes, I think if that's a wonderful conversation, that's a tough one. I, 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 because uh, on, on my on my show, we get into this all the time about what should you say when? You know, should you do that on the first date? Should you <laughs> do that after you've been together for a month? Because if you think about it, that's that that bringing that up can be a really tough conversation. But Yes, I think it's a conversation that we need to have because really what, what, what's underlying this is not so much, and, and, I, and men tend to be worse about this, I'll tell you, it's, well, I didn't have sex with her or him. I didn't have sex. Mm. Well, cheating's got a lot more than I didn't have sex. Uh, so the whole concept of, and I encourage my couples to talk about what's betrayal to me? How will you betray me? Well, if you go spend our money without talking to me, that would betray me. If you develop an emotional attachment to somebody else and you don't tell me about it, that would be betrayal. Yep. Yes, if you go and have sex, that would be betrayal too. But I do think it's important that the conversation is not just about cheating, but it's this broader thing about betrayal because you can betray on a lot of different levels. Absolutely.
Absolutely. I mean, even things like, you know, I'm speaking uh, to my producer about this, things like uh, drug addiction. If one partner uh, is is addicted to drugs or, or any kind of addiction, a, a gambling addiction, it, it takes away from the quality and it takes it takes away from uh, how present that person is in the relationship. So for me, there's not really if if you're in some kind of addictive behavior, any type of behavior, whether it's workaholism or anything that's taking you out of our relationship, that to me is you being unfaithful. It's no worse and no better. Well, you, you are right. And, you know, sometimes, and, and this happens, it happens a lot in relationships. Sometimes maybe it's a coworker or a friend or somebody we've met um, and, and we didn't intend it to go this way, you know, we didn't intend for our emotions to, to stray. And, and this is where the toughest relationship conversations are, because what do you do when that happens? You, you haven't, quote, cheated yet. You didn't intend for your emotions to fall for somebody else. And that moment is the most pivotal moment, because what we want to say is, well, just don't feel that way. Mm. You, you know, stop it. Just stop. Well, once you've already had feelings for the person, you can't just stop it. And to your point, when you're starting to have feelings for somebody else, you're not present in your relationship. You can't be fully present. And as I tell many of my clients, don't think that your significant other doesn't recognize it. They may not know exactly what's going on, but they know you're not present. That's when you have to have a conversation that could be an ugly conversation but it could also save your relationship. If you are just joining us uh, at 10 to midnight, uh, it is uh, Ask Dr. Josh with uh, Dr. Josh Claypo. And we're talking uh, tonight uh, about cheating. Is cheating only about sex? Uh, and it seems like a, a no-brainer, really. Of, of course, it, it can't be. Uh, and we're looking at the various different reasons why people uh, may cheat. Um, of course, there are uh, people who uh, have uh, weak boundaries. Of course, that may be one of the reasons. Uh, as a way of avoiding conflict, as a way of ending a relationship, if that if you're not able to communicate properly uh, how about anger that's let's talk about anger and cheating what is the link there what is if somebody has cheated what what would they be angry about that that compels them to cheat how is cheating going to help quell that anger so there's really kind of i'm always a guy who puts things in buckets couple buckets mm. one is the more impulsive um, real impulsive uh, act. So you did something, I, we got in a fight, or we've been in a fight, or, or, or we've got lots of problems. And basically, I'm, I, I am very upset at you. I'm upset at you about a whole host of things, or maybe just one thing. You know, you will not pay attention to me. You're, you're talking down to me. You treat me like crap. And I've gone from being hurt to I'm angry. And it's essentially a revenge sort of, it's, it, it, it's I'm angry at you, so I'm going to go out and I, I'm going to be in a position where somebody who treats me nice, I'm going to allow myself to go farther than allowing them to just treat me nice. And I say that because the, the idea of, and this happens, I'm mad at you, so I'm going to go out and sleep with somebody else. Mm. That does happen. It happens. But you know what? <laughs> That person, I feel for that person, and that person needs help. 
They need help because they don't know how to manage a relationship. If, it, if all it takes is being mad at your, at your significant other, if that's all it takes for you to go sleep with somebody, mm. then you got problems far beyond the relationship. But I, what I do see happening is a buildup of anger. And it goes, it builds up over months or weeks or years. And then they're like, I'm done. I'm done with you treating me this way. And usually they're not looking to have sex, but they are looking to be treated the right way. Yep. And the problem is that then leads into a, a, a very often an intimate relationship. That is so true. That is so true. Uh, one of the things that, that I find interesting also is that we, I think the focus of cheating and, and sex is... Um, we're kind of we're misinformed in that we mustn't forget that in the course of most normal quote-unquote relationships um each person may or may not have fantasies about another person's about having sex with another person they say that variety is the spice of life i mean of course you know um if if and i'm maybe i'm being a little bit stereotypical here but um the average straight man is going to appreciate a different set of boobs and a bum on somebody else than they might not necessarily have on their partner that doesn't mean that they're going to cheat but as you as you've been saying the cheating there's like an additional uh an additional element to the to the cheating that isn't just about sex. So the sex is going to be there, possibly, um, and that's a, a sort of great little bonus on the side. But I'm fairly sure it's not just the sex that keeps people cheating. Does that make it, sense? It, 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 yeah, it isn't. I mean, it is in some cases, but so often it's it's sex plus. Yeah. Sex plus I feel validated. Sex plus I feel like a man in the bedroom. Sex plus they treat me the right way. Now, I will tell you that in some cases, and this is actually more prevalent in, in heterosexual women than men, mm. there are some women who will cheat for sex only or primarily in order to save the marriage. And this is a strange counterproductive or counterintuitive, sorry, it's also counterproductive, <laughs> uh, a concept. The idea is he's a good provider, He's wonderful with our children. He's kind to me, but I don't feel physically attracted to him. And I don't want to throw all of that away for my own physical needs. Now, men will do this too, but women tend to be a little more thoughtful about this. And so they go out and they basically have their intimacy needs met on the side because the man can't meet it in the way that she needs it. Yeah. And that happens fairly frequently as well. It's very complicated. It's, it's not ill-intended, although the effects are obviously uh, potentially disastrous for the relationship. I wonder if that's not to do with, um, and, and I have, you know, I have no idea, but is it not to do with the fact that you can't be all things to all people? So, and, you know, and I'm, I'm not married, but if you've been married for a very long time and, and the person that you're with is the, um, father slash or mother of your kids, uh, they are, they are your, they fulfill essentially every role in, the, in your life. They're your uh, sort of best friend, I guess, in one sense. They're your roommate. They're the father of your kids. They're the person that you fight with. They're the, at some point, it seems like it would make sense to me that you don't necessarily feel the way physically or sexually about them that maybe you once did. Oh, you just described marriage. <laughs> yeah, which is why at 38, I haven't entered into that <laughs> yet. Well, but here's the thing, and here's the challenge. 
and I say this to couples all the time, everything you just described, you entered, you entered into a committed monogamous relationship. No one forced you in it. You entered it. There's no law that says you must be married. And so you also are saying there's all these wonderful qualities, but the physical intimacy is not there for me. It's mm. not there. Part of your job in that relationship is to work with your partner to see, A, can we, can we get it back? Can we reinvent it? Can we be sexually satisfied? That's A. Mm. B, if, if not, can I please myself? But the idea that, okay, I'm just not going to say anything, but I'm going to go out and have sex with somebody else because he or she is wonderful in all these ways, and it's just this other part that I need. You know what? You don't get to do that. You don't get to do that in a relationship because here's the exact reason why. The moment they find out, you will ruin them. You will have crushed and betrayed them. So even though you're well-intending, you don't get to sneak around for certain things like that if you choose a monogamous relationship. You must find a different route because the second you get discovered, now it's bad for them, it's bad for your kids, it's bad for everything. I agree. I agree. But, you know, and, and I've spoken about this before and in about a minute, uh, which is really unfair yep. for me to ask this question, but is it ever... Uh, would you ever advise if you've got a couple um but one of them has a very particular sexual need that the other person um refuses to or doesn't want to do or whatever would you ever advise well okay partner you know person number a you go off and get your jollies in this particular sexual field or ever would you ever advise if you've got a couple um but one of them has a very particular sexual need that the other person um refuses to or doesn't want to do or whatever would you ever advise well okay partner you know person number a you go off and get your jollies in this particular sexual field or area but you can come back to the relationship is that does that stuff ever work out no what i would advise Ooh. is if that is an issue down that specifically you go see a certified sex therapist, hmm. not a sex surrogate, a sex therapist, someone who's, who is experienced and trained in treating relationships, sexual relationship issues, and you go sit before them and you figure it out together and you come with an answer. You're not going to have anyone recommend go off on your own and go do it. Hmm. It's just, and I'll tell you exactly why in 10 seconds. Okay. On the surface, it sounds like it works. And everybody says, well, I know somebody who 99% of the, ch the cases, 99% of the time, it doesn't work for the long run. It may work for a period of weeks or months. And in the end, it ends up eroding the relationship. His name is Dr. Josh Claypo. His website is uh, joshclaypo.com or drjoshclaypo.com. Just joshclaypo.com. Joshclaypo.com. Uh, it's great to chat. Let's chat again next week. Thank you, Sarah Jane. Thanks.